You're listening to ReachMD Radio, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Advances in Long-Term Care Medicine, produced in cooperation with AMDA. Your host is Dr. Eric Tangelos, Professor of Medicine at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, and a Certified Medical Director in Long-Term Care. What are the advantages to each type of long-term care facility, and how can physicians best evaluate facilities before referring patients? Joining us to discuss recommending long-term care facilities to patients is Dr. Charles Cresselius, Clinical Instructor of Internal Medicine and Geriatrics at Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis. Chuck, welcome to the program. Thank you, Eric. We have a national audience today, and the topic that we're going to discuss certainly has different definitions across each state and sometimes within states. But give us your best shot at this alphabet soup in explaining the differences between a nursing home SNF, a Med-A part facility, a nursing home, an assisted living facility, congregate living, CCRC. It's all yours. Thank you. It is a real alphabet soup out there sometimes. Overall, there's a million and a half nursing home residents and about a million assisted living residents. Nursing home is divided into two different types of patients. First are the skilled nursing facility or Med-A patients. Those are patients that are coming out of the hospital and who are being paid to get better, basically. The insurance company, typically Medicare, is paying their room and board, physical therapy, medications, the whole lot, in order to get better, be restored, and return to a higher level of functioning. The other class of patients in nursing homes are the traditional nursing home patients, the person you used to think of sitting in a rocking chair. We really don't have those patients anymore. We do have chronically ill people with multiple medical problems, but who are stable and don't need any restorative care, but do need a lot of assistance to get by in life. From there, we go on to assisted living. Those are those patients who we used to think of being in nursing homes, but now really, for the most part, have a lot of functional abilities or cognitive abilities. They can get by in life with some help. Maybe they need some medications given to them. Maybe they need help getting up in the morning, getting dressed, getting their clothes on. They may have some degree of dementia, but can get by in life and have good social skills. Assisted living is not paid for at the present time in most states. A few states have Medicaid programs that pay for assisted living. But by, by and large, assisted living is a private pay situation. Lastly, we have various degrees of congregate living. Congregate living in general is a group of older people living together. They don't have a payment source or all private pay. They don't have a formal structure for, as in assisted living, for, for getting assistance in place. A CCRC, or Continuous Care Retirement Community, is a combination of all these. Typically, people have moved into a senior citizen housing and they'll have the whole lot in front of them. If they're doing well, they may be in the assisted living. If they get ill, they may need to move over to the nursing home temporarily or permanently. So that's the general ball of wax we're dealing with. Do you want to make any comment about the concept of day hospitals? Does that even exist in the United States? Day hospitals, day programs do exist, especially for dementia care. They sometimes exist within the nursing home or a congregate living facility situation. In general, they take care of people with dementia, Sometimes mental disease, there may be some specialty programs for people with certain neurologic diseases, even for MS. The most common, though, is dementia care. They're private pay. For the most part, they sort of serve as a bridge for people to be able to stay at home with some help for their family to avoid having to make a permanent move out of the residence. Now, my long-term care patients certainly have gotten older over the last 20 years. They've gotten more frail, more complicated 
but there doesn't seem to be a lot of growth in nursing homes, uh, nursing homes proper. You want to comment about that? Yes, in general, America's aging, getting older. There are more people that should be entering nursing homes, but what's happened instead is people are leaving nursing homes who have inability to get out. People that used to live in nursing homes with minor disabilities, bad arthritis, maybe a little bit of mental impairment, are now more likely to be living in an assisted living or other non-nursing facility. That's a good thing. Nursing homes really are geared for more and more ill patients. Many of our patients in nursing homes, especially the med or SNF patients, are frankly as sick as some of the people in the hospital we used to see. One of the big differences between nursing homes and assisted living, I think, might be home health, the home health benefit. Yeah, the home health benefit can apply in a variety of settings. You don't get home health care benefits in the nursing home ever. That just doesn't exist. Some assisted livings do use extensive amount of home health care in order to meet the needs of their patients. Home health services can include medication review, therapy services, nursing monitoring of chronic stabilized diseases such as congestive heart failure. Some of these services are provided in, within the assisted living themselves as part and parcel. Sometimes this medication administration is in a Medicare covered service. Home health care wouldn't provide that. Some are, can be covered under Medicare Part B as part of the stay. So with all that background information, how do you go about recommending a long-term care facility to a patient or their family? have to do a little background information. In your local area, you should get to know several of the nursing homes and know their pros and cons. There's a lot of good sources of information. One of the first is find your local medical director. Every nursing home in the United States has a medical director that oversees the care rendered there. They'll know the facility pretty well and know their strengths and weaknesses. You may know some attending physicians that go there commonly. Asking them may help. For your skilled patients that are leaving the hospital going to the nursing home, the hospital social worker can be of help for you. The hospital social worker may not be as aware of the nursing home's chronic care patients. People that are going to need to stay there the rest of their life, you're probably better off talking to the attending physicians and the nursing home staff. Most doctors have been into a nursing home at some time in their career, talking with the local staff, the administrator, visiting the facility when you see your patient is a very good way to get to know the facility. You can also go to Medicare's website, www.medicare.gov, and on the home page you'll find Nursing Home Compare. That site has a lot of statistics in it, staffing ratios, quality measures, inspection reports. They're going to have a five-star rating system. It's been debated how accurate it will be, but at least it would be some guide to tell you if you're dealing with a relatively good home or a home that may have some mild difficulty. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Advances in Long-Term Care Medicine on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Tangelos, and joining me to discuss recommending long-term care facilities to patients is Dr. Charles Cresselius, Clinical Instructor of Internal Medicine and Geriatrics at Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis. So we have five-star ratings coming for nursing homes. Can you compare... Or can you better match a patient and their family personality-wise to a facility, or do you just take what's available? You really need to look at the facility. It's said if you've walked into one nursing home, you've seen one nursing home. And just like hospitals may have their specialties, cardiac care, neurologic care, and the like, nursing homes also tend to subspecialize. 
Many now specialize in post-acute care, taking people out of the hospital and rehabilitating them. Some do very well with dementia care, may even have separate units for different levels of dementia. Some are just general nursing homes that take care of a variety of patients with chronic diseases. You really have to get to know the facility to get a feel, really, for what that facility is good at, and you have to have more than a superficial impression. You may walk in a nursing home and find a somewhat loud and noisy nursing home at times and think, my goodness, this is not really where I'd want to be. But you may find that exact same home is taking care of very sick people from the hospital, healing pressure ulcers, getting people rehabilitated from hip fractures, getting people out of congestive heart failure back home. A noisy home isn't necessarily a bad home. It may just be a very busy home. So always scratch beyond the surface and see what the strengths and weaknesses are of that home. Well, nursing home compare might give us an objective measure, but what can you suggest to our listeners with regards to how you assess strengths and weaknesses of any given facility? One of the best ways is simply the experience you and others have had. Do they get the job done? If it's a patient who needs rehabilitation, do they manage them to get back home? If they have chronic diseases, are they cared for meaningfully and are families satisfied with their care? And correspondingly, there always be people that have problems in nurse homes that are chronically ill and declining. Does a nurse home at least try and listen to the family, talk with the staff, talk with the doctor, let them know what's going on? Basically, are they good communicators? Nursing homes that communicate with the doctor, with the patients, and with the families are typically your better nursing homes. Is there any way for us to assess the physician staffing or the capabilities of the medical director at a given facility? There are several ways. The medical director should be a certified doctor in the United States, obviously, and more importantly, should be a certified medical director. There is a training program medical directors can undergo in which they're taught how to provide the administrative support and clinical duties of their job. It's a one-week training course, very intensive, but really gets doctors up to speed for their job. So ask if their doctor is a certified medical director, a CMD. You may also want to know, is the home a closed model? There's some evidence that indicates that homes that use a select group of doctors who are used to working with nursing homes, caring for frail patients, constantly helping with rehabilitated patients, do a better job than those that are just the occasional doctor. So if we took an average nursing home, let's say between 100 and 120 beds, and you were to make a quick glance using that kind of logic, how many physicians would you want to see on the front of the facility listed as attending? It's going to vary somewhat by region to region and by interest. In some urban areas, we're blessed with a lot of geriatricians, and so you might see up to 10 doctors. More likely, you're going to see four to five doctors taking care of those patients. You may also want to ask if there's nurse practitioners that are employed by the doctor. Nurse practitioners can be valuable in helping provide day-to-day -day continuity of services and helping to take care of acute problems that the doctor may not be able to get to quickly. So let's explore the rest of the healthcare team. You've started with the nurse practitioners, and again, we're assessing facilities. What are you going to look for, or what would you recommend we all look for when we're looking at nurse practitioners or the nursing models or what's available nutritionally in a facility? Tell us. Nurse practitioners are a valuable asset but there is a shortage of healthcare workers in general, so you may not always find them. If they are there, it's a nice addition to be at. You may also want to inquire about their director of nursing. 
How long has she or he been there? Is an important question to know. Unfortunately, some homes that are not as good tend to have a high turnover rate. And knowing the average length of stay of the administrator, the director of nursing, and the direct care staff is very important. You can find from Nursing Home Compare, but you can also inquire at the home about staffing ratios. How many nurses are there to the average residents? How many hours per day? How many CN hours per day? On Nursing Home Compare website, you can actually find this information compared to national norms. Is there any way to assess the team itself on Nursing Home Compare, or, or are there other methods to do that? The team approach can be indirectly assessed through the quality measures. Quality measures are listed in Nursing Home Compare that relate to both acute patients on med-A stays and chronic patients that are staying there long-term. A typical measure would be the number of people in daily pain, for the number of high-risk patients with pressure ulcers. These measures can be helpful in determining whether a home is doing a good job and whether they can work in interdisciplinary fashion to improve quality in their home. You have to take this with a bit of grain of salt, though. There'll be an occasional home that specializes, for example, in pressure ulcers. And so their measures may look a little off. So don't always take it on face value. If you find a quality measure that seems to be out of sort, make certain it's not simply a reflection of the kind of patients the home cares for. Well, I'd like to thank my guests from Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis, Dr. Charles Gracilius. Dr. Gracilius, thank you very much for being our guest this week on Advances in Long-Term Care Medicine. Thank you, Dr. Tanglo. You have been listening to Advances in Long-Term Care Medicine from ReachMD Radio, the channel for medical professionals. Advances in Long-Term Care Medicine is produced in cooperation with AMDA. For more information about this or any other show, please visit ReachMD.com which now features on-demand podcasts.